Greetings Leapers, welcome to this special edition of Quantum Deep. Whether you're listening to us on the Quantum Leap podcast or the Starbright Project podcast, I wanted to do a, a very special episode because of the year we've just been through. I mean, 2020 has been a very unique leap year. It had 29 days in February, 300 days in March, five years in April, and it's just been exponentially growing since then. So this is our very special Q2020 edition of Quantum Deep. And joining me, we have... Hello, this is Aaron Moss. And you have Michelle Moss. So if you're listening on the Quantum Leap podcast, you might not have heard Aaron or Michelle before. They're the hosts of the Starbright Project podcast, which I'm now a recurring guest host of as well. I always have a, a lot of fun talking to them. And the way that they've set up their podcast is very similar to how uh, the Quantum Leap podcast was originally, how Albie was the person who'd seen the series all the way through several times and was the go-to person for the Quantum Leap knowledge, and Heather had been the one who hadn't seen the show at all and was experiencing it all for the first time. Pretty much exactly mirrored in the Starbright Project podcast as well. Aaron is our expert who's seen it several times, and Michelle is the one who hasn't seen it. Now, we've decided to do a special sort of double screening of two episodes. There was something I wanted to talk about from the episode Deliver Us From Evil, but obviously that episode won't make any sense unless you've seen the episode Jimmy. How did you feel watching the two episodes, Michelle? I enjoyed Jimmy a lot. It was interesting to see Sam, Scott Bakula, really, I feel he really extended himself as far as acting goes. I feel like at first I was like, how is he going to pull this one off? You know? And then as he progressed into the role, I really felt like he got a hang, a hang for a hang for it. Like more like a, he, a feel for it. A feel for it is what I was trying to say. He, he definitely became Jimmy. The more you watched it, the more you saw his mannerisms, the more you saw just the look in his eyes. And you really started to feel what he was feeling and the frustration and the, the hurt. I liked the episode a lot. Um, I liked the ending where he figured out that uh, the driver had dyslexia being dyslexic, my dyslexic myself uh, it was quite interesting. It just was a great episode. I, I at first really didn't care for the female. I forget her name. Connie. Connie. I wanted to say Claire. I knew I was wrong. <laughs> oh, by the way, the listeners, if you if you haven't listened to our podcast, I'm horrible with names, <laughs> and I end up giving yeah. characters and a. Uh, titles of stories different names so please bear with me <laughs> my favorite is from Starcrossed, and um, the name that michelle gave to the man that sam leapt into was creepy mccreep face <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure all our listeners will get the hang of it michelle <laughs> so please bear with me she just kind of got on my nerves especially uh being a teacher and having to deal with special needs students it's hard on my heart to see people be treated in such a, a way in that aspect. It just, 
you just want to slap him across the face and just wake him up. But back in that era, you know, I liked when he said, you mean special? And his brother was like, yeah, special, you know? And I was like, I like that. And I was like, yes, that was right. Yeah, you said a good one, you know? And, and the one thing, though, I will say is they're not – they're not there, though, to really change. Like, I, I really don't think that, you know, he's like, you you can't change history, per se. So, you know, he's like, give me a high five. And his nephew's like, well, what's a high five? Or using the word special instead of retarded and stuff. So how do we know that those little nuances... You know, you're not going to have the nephew go to school and be like, hey, high five. And the next thing, hey, high five. And, you know, maybe the high five wasn't really coined until like 1977 or something like that. And that was coined in 1960. <laughs> yeah. Like, and something significant changes or, you know, the term special, you know, the brother goes and teaches his friends at the docks, you know, hey, he's not retarded he's special and some of the people who like the brother start is it is his name bobby or robbie robbie right who's that the brother no the brother is jimmy jimmy didn't know that well, i thought that was a special needs brother yeah jimmy is the oh, guy. Frank. frank frank that's right frankie frank <laughs> um uh so you know what if frank goes to like you know a couple of his buddies who 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 were like, okay, we'll give Jimmy a chance. And he's like, well, you know, Jimmy called himself special. I think we should start calling him special. And then, you know, maybe Frank's friend Armando has a special needs friend or whatever, and they start calling him special. And then there's like a ripple effect. And, but the, the, this phrase special isn't really coined until 1996 or something, you know, I'm wondering those kind of things, could they really have the wrong effect? Yeah, you never really know what the ripple effect of what Sam's interventions are actually going to be. I think we're expected to believe that if it's some sort of a positive that he's coined, then it's meant to have some sort of a positive overall effect, whereas if it had been something negative, it would have a negative overall effect. But you're right, we'll never actually know. Let's just hope that by Sam coining the term special people, um, that, you know, it, it might have been adopted a little bit earlier and, you know, hopefully in their universe, people might have been treated a little bit better in the long run. And I think you are exactly right, though. We'll never, we'll never really know what the ripples are. Well, I think it have it had a negative effect. I think Ziggy would have noticed and mentioned something about that to Al, who would have told Sam to try and erase that somehow. Yeah. But we actually see these sort of things pop up a lot in the series, Michelle. I know you haven't watched very much of the series yet, but, you know, there are some, some fun things coming along, like Sam inventing the Heimlich maneuver and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so there's been a couple you know, of these, these so are far. nice little fun ones that pop up every now and then. Like when he was giving CPR to his nephew, you know, they taught me this at the That's institution. Good. And I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking malarkey, you know, like, 
But I think at that stage too, you know, Frank and Connie are so desperate to save him, they're willing to try anything, Frank especially. So Right. Yeah, but I, I can't really think of another way that Sam could say that he knew how to do mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and CPR unless he had been taught at the institution. So Yeah, right. that was his best excuse. Right. Otherwise, why would they let the quote-unquote retard kiss the little boy? And You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not exactly sure when mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and when CPR did become kind of commonly used in medicine. I'm not a medical doctor, obviously. But yeah, so I think we are expected to believe that not many of them had seen CPR be used at the very least because Connie was sure that Jimmy was hurting him rather than trying to get the heart started again. 1956. Oh, are you quickly Googling on Ziggy while... Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Mouth-to-mouth resuscitation by Peter Safar and James Elman, E-L-A-M. Yeah, and what year was Jimmy set in? I can't even remember now. It was 1964, so it yeah. was being used, but I suppose lay people like Connie and Frank probably hadn't seen very much of it unless they had been to the hospital at some point. Yeah, it looks like it was only used in the military for the most part, so I could see why. All right, All right. and uh, what are your thoughts about Jimmy, uh, Aaron, while we've got a chance before we start talking about Deliver Us From Evil? Oh, Jimmy's one of my – it's in the top ten probably – of my Quantum Leap episodes. Yeah, I think Sam, like uh, Michelle said, Scott Backley did a great job. And I love, as he's in Jimmy, he, he kind of starts displaying some kind of Jimmy's mannerisms. And some, you imagine Jimmy's speech patterns. And uh, Scott Backley did it. He always does a fantastic job. But playing someone down syndrome, he just did, he knocked it out of the park, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I know that a lot of people really commend Scott Bakula on the fact that he seemingly plays a different character every time, but I think he deserves even more accolades than we give him because he's not really playing a different character every time. He's playing the same character every time, Sam. But that character is take, then <laughs> taking on the kind of persona of the person he's left into. So he's playing a character in a character. Yeah. <laughs> he does a fantastic job, and more so even here in Yeah, Jimmy was great and and this is, I think, one of, well, arguably one of the first times we see mind merging in the series, too. Because, I mean, I know they don't actually explicitly call it out. But right. Sam is obviously a lot more clumsy than he had been <laughs> in previous leaps. And uh, I think we're expected to believe that he's picking up a bit of Jimmy in that. Well, that, or, bring, that brings up a good question. Is he mind merging of Jimmy at that point? Or is it a case of... Someone tells you something, and so you you start to believe it, and you start to act that way. Yeah, and that's why I say it's only arguable. Yeah, you're exactly right. It could be psychosomatic. He's hearing everyone treat him like a a dummy, and so, you know, it's it's affecting him. So this is why you should always try and encourage people instead of bring them down, because I suppose you really only ever get what you expect. Yeah. So if you expect something better, then you're going to get something better. Well, they always say speak words and when you speak words into existence, you know. Plus, I, I love Absolutely. Al's. We get a little more about Al's backstory in here. Yes. We find a little more about Al's origin, if you will, about his sister Trudy. And a lot of people point this episode out as well for one where Dean Stockwell really shows some of his acting chops. Oh, yeah. How he talks about how much he loved his sister and how much it hurt when she did pass away. 
Yeah. What did you think of uh, Dean Stockwell's acting there, Michelle? Oh, I loved it. Um, I felt like you he wasn't the typical horn dogger that he normally is. He was more about protecting Jimmy. But I, I don't. Yes, but there was more to it than that. It was almost like Jimmy became his sister. Right. Well, yeah, it, it struck a special chord with them, and he, he felt a connection to Jimmy because of his sister Trudy. I think it was even more than that. I feel like it was his way of honoring his sister. Yeah. I feel like it was his way of honoring his father and his family and ending a heartache that he had deep in his heart. Right. And I feel like it was something that he needed laid to rest. And the only way to way to, to make it lay to rest was to help Sam help Jimmy. And for once it wasn't, he was sidetracked with women and had a story about this while doing this or anything. He was really strictly kind of focused in on, and even when Sam or Jimmy was complaining about certain things, he was always trying to rein him in. Like, look, no, we got to do this. Like, don't give up. He just was very focused. And he always brought it back to the story. And it solved the mystery of why I Aaron brought it up because I had totally forgot I had asked the question about the orphanage question that I asked. Well, what, bring it up again? You'd ask me uh, back during the, which I'm not sure if we've aired yet or not, the uh, If I'm Lying, I'm Dying episode. Al was talking to Sam and telling him that his father would come and with his girlfriend and take him out of the orphanage, sneak him out of the orphanage. And you asked me, well, if he's got a dad, why is he in an orphanage? Because he has a dad, it doesn't seem like he'd be in an orphanage. And this kind of answered that question for you. Because his dad had yeah. to get work out of the country and so... Back in those days, you, you didn't have any other family because the mom was dead. Or no, the mom took off with the, the salesman, whoever it was. They pet him in a, they pet him in a, a orphanage. Yeah. So that, that's where uh, that came from. Yeah, and I actually get a little bit of uh, memory of Kamikaze Kid where Al is talking here because Sam was saying in Kamikaze Kid, I couldn't help my sister when she was being abused by her husband. Right. So if I don't help the person who's my sister currently then it will be my fault and uh, you know Al obviously couldn't do anything to help out Trudy so he's probably feeling something similar if I don't do something to help out Jimmy then it is my fault right yeah so look Jimmy's an episode I think that tugs on everyone's heartstrings whenever they watch it this is one I think that a lot of people do go back to as not only one of their favourites, but also one that they like to introduce other people to if they haven't seen the series before. And I think because of that, it's the reason why there has been kind of a sequel episode to it, which is Deliver Us From Evil. Uh, probably a good segue into <laughs> into our discussion about that. What did you think of Deliver Us From Evil, Michelle? I had mixed feelings on it. My brain, I know we've talked about how uh, my brain picks up on certain things that like normal people don't um sure. i kind of had an inkling that she wasn't in her right mind the whole tv connie yeah and the tv dinner thing threw me off because i was like well she's like betty home crocker maker so the tv dinner thing threw me off like that was weird to me 
they were really like all over each other in the first episode and it had only been a couple of years. It just, something seemed really off. It didn't seem right. Where we left and where we came from was, it didn't seem like the same time timeline. You know what I'm saying? Something was really off to me. It was uncomfortable. And, yeah, um... That's kind of the feel they were going for, because, I mean, I think it's about two-thirds of the episode through where we actually do find out the reason why history is changing, why everything's gone wrong, um, why everything seems so But so what was wrong. weird is I almost thought it was the lady and the clothesline when the two ladies were talking. I was like, uh, I was like, maybe it's her. Maybe she's kinda. the one that was le- like leading her because she was talking about, you know, that there was a, a man at the washroom or something right. like that. So I was like, well, maybe it's her that's, you know, making her be mad at him. And then he's not getting any. So, you know, he's miserable. And then I was like, well, me. And then I actually thought maybe that her and Jimmy had a thing for a little bit. Like Connie and Jimmy, like Connie was going to come after Jimmy. And I thought that for a little bit because she was lonely like this. That was going through my head. And I'm like, no, that'd be kind of weird. And then I thought, well, maybe the secretary would actually come after Jimmy. But then you find out, like, right away that where the secretary's mind was at. And then I was like, well, that makes sense. But then I was... and But just something didn't seem right with the whole... Was the Twinkie packed in his lunch in the first episode or the second episode? I think it was the first episode. I think in the second, she just forgot to give him any lunch entirely, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, Because I think think he says something like, Ray, she packs your book but forgets my lunch or something like that. Okay, yeah. I don't know. It just, something seemed really off and it felt very supernaturally to me. I don't know why. And that's where my head was at the whole time. But I couldn't put my finger on it until Sam touched the other chick and then her hair grew back, like went short, and then they saw each other. And then I was all lost. (laughs) She's like, what? Then I looked at Aaron and I'm like, what? (laughs) What's going on? Like, and then I saw like what looked like a chick from like, yeah, baby. You know what I'm talking about, right? Austin Powers? Yeah, she looked like something out of Austin Powers. Elizabeth Hurley? No, not she just was dressed like something oh, out of Austin oh. Powers. Like she looked like that kind of chick. Gosh, she's from Austin Powers. What's she doing in here? <laughs> okay. And then I was like, wait a minute. She's the bad guy. Like, she's she's just, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, deliver us from evil. Okay, evil. She's evil. And then I was like, that makes that girl, she seems too nice. But then she started getting all up in Sam. And I was like, oh, she's going to try to trick Sam somehow. And... 
then when they were laying in the bed and I was like, oh no, here we go. Oh, someone's going to rape me, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, okay, this is way too obvious. Like I could pinpoint like what was going on, but I wasn't expecting her to scratch her face. Like that was really (laughs) weird to me. I think this is probably the darkest that Quantum Leap ever gets. Yeah, okay, right. good, because that well, was really that creepy. Actually, oh, I'm just joking. <laughs> so I was going to be like, son of a... I just looked at him and shook my head like, oh my god. I'm going to just take the the big old bottle of Bacardi that he just pulled out of his... Pocket. Pocket, oh. or off my table and like smack him with it. But <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting any, like, the rape aspect to being quantum leap in that regard i mean i mean i've expected there to be maybe a rape victim but never somebody be calling rape on scott bacula you know sam Sam. so i'm just trying to think if this was the darkest they've gone and then she's like shoot him but i did really like the whole conversation that he had with her of like there is only good without evil. And oh, yeah. Because then I'm like, yes, it's like the legend talk. Back in the 80s, where like uh, darkness talking about how there's light and dark and you can't have light without dark. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just like when Tim Curry is talking about lightness and darkness. And I'm like, yes, my 80s girl kicked in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I want to go watch Legend again. But um, that was really cool. But... In the end, I do like the fact that it rebooted back and reverted back to everything being happy and nothing bad happening because that made me feel more comfortable. I felt, like, relieved. So you didn't see the evil leaper coming? You just knew there was something a bit off? Because uh, the reason I point that out is because the show's been around so long, everyone essentially knows what's going on, and it's great hearing a first-timer... Because I don't remember my thoughts the first time I saw this episode. Well, I remember people... I, I remember like you saying and Aaron saying something about there's going to be an evil leaper. Or I've read something about there being an evil leaper. I did not expect it to be a female that looked like a kitten. <laughs> you know, I was expecting like a mirror image of Sam or something in a trench coat. <laughs> With fangs or... I don't know. I was expecting, like, (laughs) some really evil-looking thing. Actual evil. Yeah, I was looking for, like, evil. Not someone nice that looks like she'll bake you a pie and, you know, sit down and tell you a story about her mommy giving her a kitten, you know? But... um, It's interesting you say that, actually, because it actually makes more sense that she'd be a bit more alluring because, you know, if evil wasn't alluring, then no one would do it. That's why Satan is depicted as being very attractive. It's for the exact same reason. It's so that people are drawn to him. Right. I mean, I understand you you don't naturally think of beauty as evil, but... Uh, I do. But yeah, it, it actually makes more sense in the narrative that, you know, they would have to have someone somewhat alluring there because otherwise no one would go to them. And, you know, I felt sorry for Sam because for once he wasn't alone. For once, he had somebody to really talk to, someone who could relate to him, someone who... And those are all things that he fell under her trap. He finally felt like he was being listened to and he wasn't crazy. 
there was somebody else who was experiencing what he was experiencing. And when you're experiencing something, whether it be heartache or joy or sorrow or whatever it may be, sharing it with somebody who understands what you're going through makes it so much easier to go through it. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, well, most of the things you talked about, you can find someone everywhere that, that's experienced those. But yeah, with Sam's particular case of be, of leaping through time and controlling it, to find someone else that can relate to him, yeah, that's very special and something he doesn't find every day. So Or ever. Yeah, so I think it made it even, well, we'll say every day. <laughs> Mother trucker. <laughs> But no, I think it, it made I think it made Sam fall into it. was saying fall into the trap a little easier because yeah, he yeah. doesn't have anyone else. I mean, he's like, you have a hologram too. I just yeah. felt for him, like my heart it pulled on my heartstrings, and I'm like, oh, he found a friend. Yeah, and it's interesting just how similar Aaliyah's leaping seems to be to Sam's own. She has a hologram to help her. She has a supercomputer that's able to pick up any database in the world and provide information. So is there like another science building somewhere that's doing their own research? Or is it like the devil who's, I'm so confused with that. Yeah. And you know what? We all are. So, yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. Theories about the origins of uh, the evil leaping project. Some people believe because of the fact that their leaping is so very similar to Sam's, that it must be somehow built on Sam's own theories. There are some points in the series where Sam leaves information about his own project lying around in the past. So some people believe that like a rogue agency or something like that has essentially discovered the secret project leap project and has decided to build their own and it's somehow been perverted and twisted around so they have to put wrong what was once right instead of putting right what was once wrong something like that but you know some people believe that uh, after the halloween episode which sharpie named you know <laughs> he decided to go and send out some of his own leapers to counteract sam because GTFW has sent Sam out to go and do his bidding. So the devil, having already been defeated once, has gone out and sent other leapers out to try and put wrong what Sam's put right or something like that. There are quite a few theories around. So does that mean we really don't see the Dark Leaper again? Should we put a pin in that one? We'll have to put a pin in that one. <laughs> oh my god, you guys are killing me. And well, in, the, in the book, have you read the Mirror's Edge, Hayden? The Quantum Leap novel, Mirror's Edge? I have a long time ago. I don't remember much from it. I know it leads into the last episode of the series. Doesn't and it? what happens in there kind of could, not necessarily, but that could lead into the Evil Leaper. Things that happen in that, that book. But anyway, I'm sure you're wondering why I asked you to watch those two episodes. And uh, it's actually because of a throwaway line by Al. This is during the time that uh, Sam is helping uh, helping Frank to help, what's the name of the secretary again? Shirley, Shirley move into her house. And Al's trying to give Sam some advice on how to lift the boxes a bit easier, <laughs> to bend his knees. Sam's saying, why am I even doing this, Al? You know, I'm supposed to be 
preventing Jimmy from being locked up and uh, helping Frank and Connie patch up their relationship. Why am I helping Frank here? And Al says, and this is the quote, Al says, in the time that Sam had been there, there'd been, uh, because Ziggy's keeping track of all the changes, there'd been four airline crashes, an outbreak of Rangoon flu, three earthquakes and 17 floods. And Sam's like, all because I didn't bend my knee. <laughs> so be- before, uh, you know, I... I talk a little bit more about what I want to there you know what do you make of that Michelle what do you think's going on I have no farking clue <laughs> well how about you Aaron I'm of mixed minds on that I'm not sure if one or two thoughts either all the stuff's happening but it has no relation to what's going on here and it's just something that Ziggy threw out well this is going on you know you need to make sure you correct time and you just threw that out there just to make it seem like it's more important or the whole, the butterfly flaps its wings in one part and sends a hurricane elsewhere. And I've kind of mentioned this previously about, again, the mistakes in quotes from Quantum Leap or changes in Quantum Leap. Um, as we've talked about previously in previous episodes where we're at on our show, uh, Ziggy's a he. And here, if you caught this, they mentioned that Ziggy's a she. And that, that's one of my thoughts is that maybe that something Sam is doing in his leaps is causing ripple effects and making other changes that's not really apparent. Or those evil bitches that are going around and doing stuff are what's causing all these other things to go on. And that was his clue to be like, hey, there's something evil going on. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And this evil entity is actually causing all these other things to go on, too. Well, that's actually my thoughts on it as well. That, you know, it seems like everything that Sam does has a ripple. So obviously everything that Aaliyah does would also have a ripple as well. But, you know, it seems like there's like really massive worldwide implications on what she's doing. The three earthquakes and the 17 floods. I mean, how is, you know, breaking up a marriage going to cause those two things that... That's very interesting. Um, I have theories about that. My theory is Corey ends up becoming just a wayward person because of the trauma of his home life. My thoughts might be originally he might have gone to university and done something to help out with climate change. And with Aaliyah changing that, you know, he's not helping where it needs and there's problems in uh, the weather because of that, possibly. The airline crashes... I'm not 100% sure, but the really interesting one there is the outbreak of the Rangoon flu. All right, this is where, this is what I really wanted to talk about. Okay, now obviously you two won't know this, but on the Quantum Leap podcast, you know, our hosts have done a very good job collecting lots of artifacts, including original scripts from the show. Guess what year it's implied that the evil leapers are actually from? 2020. That's exactly right. They're from 2020. Holy crap, Batman. Yeah. And this is something I posted on the on the Quantum Leap podcast's page. Maybe one of you would like to read it. Due to the evolution of bacteria with the respect of our bodies, natural defense mechanisms, traveling forward in time could kill you, and traveling back in time could kill everyone. I never thought about this, but it makes perfect sense. 
how do you say that? Epidemiology. It fascinates me. And this post is just so cool to me. What if the Black Plague and Spanish flu outbreaks were caused by some <laughs> time traveler? So, my thoughts are that Aaliyah got sick on a previous leap, leapt to 1966, and has now caused an outbreak of this Rangoon flu, they've called it. Now, if they called it COVID-19 or the coronavirus, <laughs> my eyebrows would really be raised. <laughs> yeah, but it's just really interesting that we've got a time traveller from 2020 causing an outbreak of a what I'm assuming is a deadly disease. Hmm. Uh, where was it hinted that we're, they were from 2020? Uh, it was in one of the original scripts. Oh, okay. Uh, obviously, it was cut out during the episode, but... We know what the writers intended because of what was written there, so we can take that as canon at the very least. <laughs> right. Okay, I didn't... Okay, yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. I didn't read that. Yeah, so we've got some <laughs> time traveller spreading a disease that's going to kill everyone. And it really makes me wonder, is that what's actually happened here in 2020? <laughs> is Aaliyah running around here somewhere? <laughs> or is you know, I even oh. sent a I even sent a message to Tommy Thompson, who wrote the episode... <laughs> And I just, I wrote in the in the message something like, I don't know if you realize this, but you wrote in one of your episodes of Quantum Leap about a time traveler from 2020 who spread a disease. <laughs> and, and I got a one word response. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she write back, thanks a lot, dude. See, you probably didn't even think about it until you mentioned it. <laughs> so once again, Quantum Leap predicted the future. Yep. And messed up the future. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can somebody please just shoot Aaliyah already? <laughs> Find her and shoot her. Which reminds me, did you know that there is an alternate ending to Deliver Us From Evil? No. No. You don't want to go back to the horror that we lived through before. Oh, I can't kill all those people again. Oh, the trigger. You're not evil, Aaliyah. Whatever trapped you in time is. Oh, the bloody trigger! Don't let it win. You've got to kill him! No. I can't. You stupid fool! What have you done? Sam. Ziggy says... You've got to kill her. What? He's going to kill you. No, I can't. Ziggy says... This may be your only chance. You've got to kill her. You lied. It was all a lie. You're good and I'm evil. It was a lie! Sam, kill her. You don't have any choice. You don't know that, Al. I let you live. Only to save yourself. <laughs> Did he shoot her? No, they were fighting with the gun, and I think she I left. I think I did hear the gun go off. Yeah, the gun. A little pop. Oh, is yeah, that what that was? Yeah. They probably would have added that in post. Yeah, just about every single sound, even if it was caught on camera, ends up ends up redone. So. Right. See, you heard the gun. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Though the gun wasn't pointing towards her. 
yeah, I think I think we're expected to believe that it did hit her, but I don't hmm. know. Yeah, she's looking at her hands like there's blood on them or something. Well, she did the same thing in the actual episodes. In the finished episode, her hands kind of started going first. A bit weird, yeah. Um, so maybe they did that because in the original shot, maybe there was blood on her hands. And maybe they had to hide it. And she's looking down at herself. So what do we think of the alternate ending? I'm glad that they didn't do that one. I don't want to see Sam kill somebody. Well, you know, and I don't think he, he didn't kill her. Sam, Al was telling her that he had to, and he pointed the gun at her, but he, he's like, well, no, there's got to be, you're wrong, there's got to be another way. And then she left at him before he, had, before he got a chance to shoot her. But if the gun went off and, say, it accidentally shot her, right. yeah, I think Sam that's probably why it was choreographed that way, so that Sam wouldn't be, you know, a responsible. Murderer. It was more like a, a an accidental shot. Right. right. But still, Sam is going to feel very guilty. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I, I still feel that even though it was an accidental shooting, I still feel Sam would still feel it was his fault in some way. Oh, yeah. And so that's what I mean by it being his fault. Okay. And I feel like because of that, Sam is going to have feelings. I'm trying to think of the Star Wars quote. Sadness leads to... Oh, sadness leads to... I forget what it is now. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate, hate leads to the dark side. Yeah. You know, like, so sadness is involved in that. I don't want Sam to have that hanging over his head. Right. Well, actually, I think the alternate ending's better than the one we got. Really? And the reason, yes, I do. And the reason is because if Sam lets Aaliyah go, then Aaliyah's going to do more bad things. Well, she's going to ruin more lives. Yeah. It's like how soldiers sometimes have to kill, but ultimately they're there to help save people. Right. No, I get you it. Get rid of, you have to get rid of the threat to everyone else. And see, I agree with you, Hayden, that I do like the alternate ending better. But I like it because it leaves that kind of that ambiguity. Was Sam going to shoot her? Yes. It leaves that for quite because, you know, Alice told her, you have to shoot her. You have to do it. You have to do it. And Sam's like, no, there's got to be another way. And she leaps at him before she actually makes a final decision. So... That leaves it up in the air. Was he going to shoot her or was he going to, you know, not shoot her? So, yeah, I, I do like it for that reason there. It leaves a little more... Oops, my gun slipped. <laughs> a little more ambiguity, a little more... What would he have done? I think he, he has a little bit more of the moral high ground if the gun goes off accidentally or if he's done it in more in self-defense rather than, you know, just shooting her because he can. Right. But ultimately, I, I do believe that even if he had just shot her when he was told to that it would be justifiable because of how many lives she was going to ruin if she was allowed to let, be let go. See, uh, I disagree there. If he had, if he would, they would have had her, had him shoot her. I wouldn't have liked it then because I don't see Sam. That's out of character. Yeah. That, that's, I'm just trying to think. Yeah. That, that's very out of character for Sam to actually do that. Oh, I think so. I, I can think of other times when he's done similar. Hint, hint, Michelle. What's this? Well, I mean, you have to talk about that. Yeah, you have to mention private to me the, what we were talking about because I, I don't. I know there's been some questionable times, but I, I don't shooting someone that's unarmed and in quotes defenseless. I just don't see Sam doing that. But we'll, we'll have to talk about that in private. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look, in my opinion, Jimmy is God tier Quantum Leap. Deliver Us from Evil is also very, very good, at least. I know that a lot of people don't like the kind of stunt that they pulled bringing in an evil counterpart to Sam. A lot of people think it goes against the basic premise of the show where you've got someone out there putting right what once went wrong. Why would anyone go and do it the opposite way? Um, and behind the scenes, we know it was done kind of as a rating push. Right. Yeah, it was done really to try and bring new viewers in or old viewers who might have been away from the show for a while to try and bring them back. Uh, so, look, I know that a lot of people don't particularly like the episode, both because of the reasons that it came about and also because it kind of goes against the basic premise of the show. But, in my opinion, it gives us stuff to talk about. It's entertaining, very well acted, and it opens up more doors for more stories that could be told. Oh, yeah. And personally, I, I like the Evil Leaper. That's the Evil Leaper episodes are kind of my favorites. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the idea of there being somebody out there that can hold a candle to Sam and oh. Al. Yeah, god damn. Um, I, I kind of like that. Well, it's kind of like we talked about. We have another podcast called Voyager's Cast. We look at the Voyager's TV series from the early from 1982, and in there they're going around fixing time, fixing what right wrong, what once went right or whatever, making right what once went wrong. But there, there's questions about in that that show if you've ever seen it, why are they fixing things if Jeffrey, one of the guys, is from the present in quotes, the kid, the kid knows everything. Like a how it's, well, I'm not talking about that so much. Just he knows everything's going to happen or way it's supposed to happen. Why does he know that if history went wrong? And I was saying, well, they need something like an evil Voyager. And they're basically cleaning up after this other guy. But so I like the concept of having an evil counterpart out there. Of course, again, maybe that's just me. But <laughs> Well, to me, Michelle, you don't know this, but season five is the final series of Quantum Leap. And this is an episode from season five. I, ha I feel like there was a lot more to be told with the origins of the Evil Leaper project and more to be told about how they're going to deal with it, essentially. So I think this is a very good start, but as time goes on, it kind of feels unfinished. So they really so, don't dabble in it very much? Not as much as they should have. Aww. But I have a feeling that had the show continued into season six, we would have seen a lot more. Yeah. Well, bah humbug. <laughs> but you yeah. wasted my time, Hayden. <laughs> was it a good episode? Well, the, look, the reason that I say that is because I've got the benefit of hindsight. Mm -hmm. right? I know how the series progresses and I can kind of see how they were planning on going through this. Right. So I think because of that, this episode really stands out as a really great starting point for it. Oh, if it had just been a one-off... That would have been annoying. Uh, I think we... It would have been annoying. I think we really needed to explore more with it. See, I still would have liked it, but I would have would have missed the opportunity that they missed to do more with it. Yeah, In fact, absolutely. I still kind of missed that they didn't give us more background, more origin of the Evil Leaper. But again, I understand why that you know they got canceled and they couldn't do what they wanted to do. Yeah. But 
No, it was it was fun for what it was worth, and it definitely made you think, and it definitely gave you something new to contemplate and made you uneasy in some aspects and a good show does that and a good show also makes you commend the actor for being able to play a new style of a role that you weren't expecting them to play and I think that's what Scott Bakula did with Jimmy Uh, going back to just the Jimmy episode really quick I was very impressed and I'm going to say it again. I was very impressed and I was excited to see him jump into it again. I, I, I was, it was like, Oh cool. And I wasn't expecting that at first, um, but when they jumped in and I saw the docs right away, I was like, Oh, cool. We're seeing Jimmy again. I was actually super stoked. Like, I think I was excited as, 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 uh, Al or Sam was when he found out he was Jimmy again. Like we both were just like, yay, this is awesome. Um, cause I felt ex- like, I felt at, like we're home, you know, like, Dorothy clicked her heels and she was home again. And it was just, it was nice to see. And then he realized everything went to shit really quick. But, but no. Yeah, it, well, if it, ha- if it hadn't, he'd have no reason to be there, would he? Right. But it was just fun. It, that was something that was not expected from a newbie. So I liked that. And that alone was very enjoyable to be like, oh, that could happen. I liked that. And again, I'm noticing that with touch, certain things can happen to Sam. So that's kind of cool that I'm picking, you know, up on that, like certain touch. And if I was Sam, I'd be walking around touching everybody. (laughs) I'd be like, does anything happen when I touch you? Does anything happen when I touch you? How about you? Damn it, nothing happens. They'd be like, will you stop touching me? No, come here, I want to touch you. (laughs) And remember, Michelle, how we were talking about uh, whether it's Sam's mind leaping or whether it's Sam's body? Right. I think this one is a pretty good example of why it's Sam's body. Because it's when he touched Connie slash Aaliyah, it's kind of they broke through the aura that was surrounding each of them and they could obviously see and hear each other for who they really are because their bodies are actually there. But that doesn't make sense to me because then when Frankie came home, he saw... Well, because the mist was still there. It's just that they could see each other. They could see each other yeah. through the mist? Right. They, bro- they broke through it between the two of them, but it's they not broken to anyone else. They could see through the force. Yes. Or as, we, as Hayden talked about, as far as people seeing uh, Al... When they touched each other, they got on the same frequency so they could see each other, mm-hmm. but everyone else still on a different frequency. So I wonder what would happen if Sam touched the evil Austin Powers lady. If Al touched Austin Powers lady, what would happen? Would they, like, explode because they're holograms? <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. Or, I like, would an electrical touched. spark? I don't think anything would have happened because neither one are actually there. But see, Sam can. Sam. I mean, Al can do that. So what if he... Oh, what if, what if, now hear me out. I'm listening. What if he, like, were to tweak himself, like, with the... Hand link? Hand link, the Lego phone. 
his Lego phone. People are just like, and this lady is so stupid. Um, but with his little Lego phone, and he were to twist his little dials, and she were to twist his little dials, and then they could see each other. And what if they touched each other? What would happen? Would like, would they be good and evil too? Let's pipe in and out. No. God dang it. <laughs> I think Al probably would have appreciated her twitching his balls. I was thinking the same thing. Oh my goodness gracious, guys. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Oh my goodness gracious. He'd be like, you know what? Do whatever to me. You could shoot me, baby, but at least let me appreciate your form. <laughs> and again, just to answer your question, it all depends what the writers wanted. I mean, I want to say anything could happen. My understanding, though, is, you know. But Al is considered good too, though, right? right. Yes. And if she's considered bad or evil, because she's evil with a capital E, right? Maybe. Well, because she's the one barking the orders. But is she being ordered to? I don't know. Just like I was being told that Sam had to kill her. Maybe someone else is barking orders at her. Well, how many atrocities have been done by people who are just following orders? This is true. What? How many things, bad things in the world have been done by people just following orders? Hitler? Like the Nazis, yeah, right. Nazis are just following orders. Well, Christ. But, Crim- but yes, but for your record, yes, but you say she's evil, just to make you happy. I don't want to be happy for someone being evil. <laughs> and uh, we'll find, we'll talk more about her later in the future. <sighs> but just to, because I know you're getting very frustrated, Michelle, my understanding is Sam's project projects, like, Al's waves into the past. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah's project projects Zoe's waves into the past. Sam's tuned into Al so he can see Al. Aaliyah is tuned into Zoe so she can see Zoe. But that's about it. There's no kind of theoretically though, or anything between the between the two. But like you said, theoretically, Al might be able to adjust his frequency yeah. in the handling so that Aaliyah could see him, like he did in, in the Christmas episode. Right. Hmm. I, I don't know why he would want to do that. Though, Does he, he tweak himself in any other episode so we could see people could see him? Let's put it in that. Tweak? No. You're just using that word against me. I, I just like saying let's put a pin and just annoy her. <laughs> no, if I wake up dead, then we want to know why. On your birthday, you're gonna <laughs> die on your birthday. Christmas hey, I'm from Eve. The future, Aaron, you're fine. Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate that. So I've been told I'm fine in the future. You know, you know, you know. Whatever. I didn't say for how long in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think uh, we've had a great time talking about es- essentially the Jimmy arc in Quantum Leap, uh, which leads into the Evil Leaper arc. Any final thoughts you might want to say, Michelle? No, uh, just that, you know, I know that you're using this as a 2020 episode so i i want to dedicate this to all the people who have lost somebody this year with 2020 and especially to uh my uh three cousins and my aunt who uh we just lost my uncle on december 20th due to covid so i would like to just dedicate this episode to him he was very special to me and mean meant a lot so this is to my uncle mike 
I just I do want to go back to Jimmy just for a second. I forgot to mention. I want to give special mention to uh, Michael Matson who played Blue in that episode. I thought he did a magnificent job. Uh, I love. I saw him a couple years later in Reservoir Dogs as Mr. Blonde. I think he's a phenomenal actor, and I just wanted to mention him also. But yeah, no, these were as you said, the Jimmy and the Evil Leaper and whoever the future holds. Let's not tell Michelle. Uh, <laughs> yes. Let's not tell Michelle. Yes. Yes. But uh, no, I, I think yeah, it was great. Like I said I remember these episodes. They were great episodes. I enjoyed them. When I first saw him, I enjoyed him every time I see him after that. And I enjoyed him when we watched it the other night. So this was just, yeah, like I said, I enjoy the, the evil counterpart to Sam. I thought, like we talked about, they didn't quite do enough with it. And for that, I blame what NBC or Universal, whoever pulled the plug on it, <laughs> from going on to a sixth and seventh and eighth season. Because I think we would have gotten more about them. In fact, I remember 25, 30 years ago, I, I was started writing a story kind of leading into the origins of the Evil Leaper and Lothos and all that. So, like you said, there's a bunch of different you know ways it could happen, and everyone's got their own theory. Yeah, I remember I started writing my own my own theory about it at one point. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'd love to read it if you ever get around to finishing it. I'm, I'm, actually, I found the because I, I used to work at a recycling place. This is back in mid '90s, and so I got I was writing on notepaper, and I found some of my notes the other day. So I'm gonna have to retype it, and maybe finish it, just for the hell of it. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, and uh, I also echo what Michelle said. Um, please, everybody, stay safe. Do what's needed to just make sure we can get through this as best we can. Wear a mask. Um, yeah, wear stay a six mask. Foot away. Stay inside if you can, socially distance, you know, just do the smart thing. Think of other people. That's exactly it. You know, it's not, it's not about protecting yourself, it's about protecting others. Also, to echo what Aaron said, two of my favourite episodes, ones that I'll be very, very happy to go back to any time. Obviously, my eyebrows got raised with the idea of a leaper from 2020 going back in time and spreading an outbreak. And uh, so obviously I have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I never caught the, uh, the 2020 reference. So it was nice to hear about that. One uh, last thing that we all have to say, because we want this dumpster fire of a year to end. We all have to yell out the same thing uh, after three. All right. One, two, three. Jumanji! Jumanji!